Hey traders, David Frost, my strategic forecast. You're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Thursday, July 20, 2023. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have on the docket today? What's the first thing that's jumping off the page at us? Well, I'm going to tell you what it should be. Yesterday, we had a possible trend change signal. Do you remember this? Trend change signal. This was the cover story of last night's video. So therefore, and by the way, this is stuff right out of the course, lazy e-mini trader. Therefore, we go back to a couple of things that we've been talking about. The market has been getting a little bit too far from home base. Now you couple too far from home base with a sign and or signal of a trend change and you got something cooking for a pullback. Now keep in mind, it's still an uptrend. The trend is your friend until it's over. So when we look at the longer term charts, there's no change to the trend. Trend change signal, everything starts and morphs from somewhere. For example, you look at a 30-minute chart and what happened? Well, the short-term trend changed from up to down. 15-minute chart, faster than 30, obviously. The short-term trend changed from up to down. Everything morphs from somewhere. It starts from a small time frame and morphs from there. What this does do is produce opportunity for day traders. We'll get back to that later. The question for now is, what are we looking at down south? Let's be the umpire calling balls and strikes. We'll look at the market objectively. If she falls again tomorrow, for example, we don't know whether it will or won't be a floater Friday operation, but for the purposes of this exercise, let's say she still comes down further tomorrow. Where's the next major area of support? Well, the first thing we're going to look at is the next breakup candle low in the sequence happens to be smack at 450.05. We're calling it 450 for argument's sake. It's a big fat round number. You're likely to get a bull bear battle at that place. Now they can spike it intraday, but at that time when they spike it, will they fight back to recapture 450? And the answer is under normal garden variety conditions, yeah, that's the likely story. Now you might want to fire up your sticky pad because I'm going to give you the next number down that inside the number members will have at their disposal. They'll have other numbers, but I'm going to give you one of them in particular underneath the big fat round number of 450. It's a spike of 448. It's 447.90, give or take. And that would be another area of interest if they're down there and we always have to consider the manner in which they get there, whether it's a viable trade or not, which brings up another point we talk about in the live room every single day. We have support and resistance numbers on the board for just about anything and everything anybody wants to talk about. IWM, the Qs, SMH, the SPY, different stocks that are moving on that particular day. And what I always like to reiterate is, just because something is listed as an important number, it still matters the manner in which they get there. Not every important number at all times constitutes the exact same trade. In fact, it doesn't. That's the part art form, part science of this business. The science is coming up with the numbers. The art form is knowing what to do, when to do it, how to do it, and whether or not to do it around those numbers. 
It's the difference between an analyst and a trader. And when you have a little bit of both and you're good at both, that's when you really hit the road running. There's plenty of analysts out there that couldn't trade their way out of a paper bag. There's plenty of traders out there that pretend they're traders that have no idea what the numbers are. They find themselves chasing the market. You need both. What about the flip side tomorrow? What about if they're popping the tape? What if we do get a Friday floating or floater operation? Well, then they're high on the chart already and inside the numbers members will have some resistance numbers in the morning, but since they're in an uptrend from the larger picture perspective, if they are trading higher in the morning and this was just a one day fake out operation, there's still nothing that says they can't make new highs tomorrow or new highs next week. If they come down tomorrow, that may change. We'll see it in real time. We'll know it when we see it. What about inside the numbers? And I will tell you right up front, we had another blockbuster day in the live room. Inside the number members, based on the pre-market commentary, were informed and also had a very, very good day across the board. So we know that Tesla and Netflix were the catalyst, if you will. That was the spark that turned the market a little bit. They were trading down in the after hours. They took the Qs and the NASDAQ down with it today. Fair enough. It creates opportunity. That's all we're looking for. We don't care what the reason is. We're looking for opportunity. Now pay attention to this. We'll just skip over the rhetoric and we'll get right down to the numbers. So what happens if the market's falling? Let's say the SPY decides to revisit slash run some garden variety tests and retracement operations. Well, here's the first place I like. They've got a zone of support starting around 453.20 that extends all the way down to 451.65, but you'll see we narrow that down later. This is the zero dark 30 stuff. Under normal garden variety market conditions, there would be buyers showing up for a bounce back in the other direction. We don't have to worry about the flip around situation. We had a pivot, 455.15, that was the pivot. That was also where you're likely to get a bull bear battle coming from the early by the dip crowd that's trying to goose the market after the opening bell for 55.15. So write that number down real quick. Let's fast forward to closer to the opening bell, 9.17. We're in the camp of looking for a support area for a bounce back scalp with potential. Remember at the open, they can whip them around a little bit. 453.20 to 452.35, I narrow it down, is a zone for a bull bear battle bounce back situation. Any short opportunity would have to be up at 455.15, which would be our pivot today. We think better in pictures, so right of the vertical is today's activity. You have two lines on the screen. The top one is 455.15, and you can see right here that they came very close in the morning, and what I told traders in the live room is they screwed over two traders today. Early on, the traders looking to exit that bought the market up at the open. They were looking to exit at the gap. They left them at the altar, and the traders looking to short the gap they left them at the altar by coming up short. Now, some of that's tongue in cheek, but it's really the case. Sometimes they come up short, other times they spike them through. Where have you heard that before? So that was our pivot, and that was essentially a sell, waiting for a higher number, but that was still a sell nonetheless. 453.20 was the other number you saw on the board, 
for a bounce back in the other direction. Did we get that? Yeah, they spiked it and then they bounced back in the other direction. That's a nice little Whopper Jr. of a trade. It's about a 15 total point ES or S&P handle trade. That's a nice deal. And then you get reconfirmation of the importance of the number down here. They bounce off it again. Once they give it up, it activates the next thing. Well, we'll see what the next thing was in a few moments. Let's get back to the notes. And plus, we'll get back to stocks on the move as well at the end. Remember, pause the video, read the notes, go back to the chart to double check the work. 455.15 is our pivot. Came up a few pennies short. We know about that already. So I'm paraphrasing, I'm giving you the summary, and then I urge you to read the notes, pause the video, and double check the work. 1021, no change. 453.20, give or take, is still a bounce back type place. And make no mistake about it, in the live room, we had plenty of traders come to the window after that trade with thousands in profit. Around 10.30, they're in that give or take place of the give or take. Sometimes they spike them through, other times they don't. A few minutes later, officially into the zone. So the trade is on. And there's your bounce back from within the zone. Scalp portion is over. Nice trade. The rest is trader's choice. You know how that works by now. Then we put some overhead resistance on the board. Yada, yada, yada. Everything you need is in here each and every day. It starts before the opening bell. You have the schematic. You have a trade plan. All we have to do is execute the trade plan. We're looking for the morning trade. And a lot of days, it's plural, morning trades. So watch what happens when I shut things down in the early afternoon, but I leave you with the final thoughts. They were making a bearish kind of pattern under the hourly chart 20-period moving average. Below today's low at the time was 452.81. That opens the door for, get out your sticky notes, 451.65. You'll notice how I took the second number off the board that was on there earlier today in the afternoon and I lowered it to the 451.65 area and it was below this low equaled 451.65 and the bounce. Now, it's late into the end of the day, so trader's choice, you want to do stuff in the afternoon, that's up to you. I'm just giving you the numbers. I can't tell you when they're going to get there, but what I can tell you is what's likely to happen if they do get there. How do you like Dem Apples? Another successful day in terms of the S&P 500 in the live room and inside the numbers. Plus, we had traders trading the Qs. We had traders trading everything. They do what they're comfortable doing. Stocks on the move, the IWM, the SPY, any and all of the above. We've got something for everybody. Here was the list. And remember, we're into earnings season now. So I began to tell you the other day for a couple of weeks now that they come fast and furious. They haven't even begun to come fast and furious yet. This is the front end of earnings season. We had five on the board today. Taiwan Semiconductor, Newmont Mining, Netflix, Discover, and Tesla. Let's take a look at some charts. First one on the board, TSM, Taiwan Semiconductor, getting a haircut at the open, 98.06. They spike it. They rip it back on the other direction. The high just minutes later, $100.45. They gave you significantly more than the 1%, so traders got whatever they wanted out of that one. The trade is over when they come back down. Nice trade. Numbers work. 
Newmont creeped into it into the end of the day, so this one doesn't count the manner in which we want it to come in the morning as they drip lower and creep lower. It takes this trade off the table. The number doesn't change. It's still important. You see they fought the number, and into the end of the day, they sold them anyway. This one was a no trade. Netflix doesn't look like much. However, they gave you the 1% right out of the chute in the morning. Nice buzz cut at the open. Here's a one-minute chart, for example. They came into the number 440 and a quarter, and they gave you about a $4 bounce, and then they hovered around this number all day long. Either way, you don't have to wait for 4 bucks in a Netflix, but they gave it to you nonetheless. The numbers work. Similar routine with Discover. Nice buzz cut at the open. 104.30 to 102.92 was a zone. See what happened early. They came into the zone. They gave it the bounce. The high is 106.72. They gave you the deal and then some. Nice trade. The numbers work. These are scalps with potential. We're looking for at least 1% on the scalp portion. And we hold because you never know which ones are going to give you the rocket ride. But we don't let what we're holding ever go bad on us. We guarantee ourselves the base hit and a risk-free, emotionless trade because we don't let it go negative, the remaining portion. That's the way this works. Works like this in the live room, works like this with the spiders, works like this with anything you trade. It's my process, it's what I teach, it's what we discuss each and every day. About Tesla, check this one out. The low in the first candle of the day was 276.60, and then they had a rip away from it. My number was 276.50. Some traders front run it, some traders don't. And then when they start leaking lower later, you don't want this into the end of the day anyway. This was the opportunity. Came up a dime short. Some got it, some didn't. But they gave you a nice rip because the high was in the next candle even was 280.43. Yep. The numbers work. What's going on over in Camp IWM? Well, they came back below that 196. That's an important place. Staying up there for one day doesn't really constitute a breakout type of situation. It's still an important place. They had a down day by less than 1%, a little bit more than the spiders, but not too much more. We're not going to make a federal case out of that. All this is is a down day in an uptrend. Should it morph into something more? We'll talk about it. What about the folks down at the transportation department? Nothing doing. They were down five points today. That's a rounding error, basically flat on the day. Again, extended from home base, that's the 20-period moving average over here, the red sloping trend line, but it's in an uptrend. So if they have to eat some time off the clock or pull back a little bit back towards the 20, that's normal garden variety stuff. If you're looking at the transports or any other chart, all charts act and react the same way. Doesn't matter what the name on the chart, doesn't matter what the time frame. In this particular case, we'll use this low 15,978 and change. Get below that, it opens the door to the gap. And that's the way you look at it in stages, piece by piece, one candle at a time. They continue to push higher, it is what it is. What about the Q people? The Q people had a better sell today than anything else. Barring the uh, Smash Mouth people, we'll get to later. But you can see all charts act and react the same way. So you look at this place here, break up candle low, 375 and change. What's the low today? 375 and change. That's a general area of support. What's the next place? Well, how about the last breakout area in the sequence right here? That happens to coincide with a gap. It happens to coincide almost with a 20-period moving average, which will be a little bit higher tomorrow. Do we think that there is garden variety support in and around 370, 371, give or take, in that zone? And the answer is, yes, there is. In fact, let's take a look at the exact number over here. The high is 372.85. 
So between 372.85 down to this 100 period moving average, a fat round number of 370, we can refine that in the morning for the live room and inside the number, folks. But that is a general place of garden variety support. We'll hone the numbers in the AM. How about the XLF continues to creep higher. Next target, 35.85 up to $36. It's a zone. Put it on a sticky note. There is overhead resistance up in that zone should they get there anytime soon. Write that down. Put it on a sticky note. Smash mouth into the 20 period moving average. Now, if smash mouth is going to be a proxy for the tech space, it's leading on the downside. There's relative weakness against the Qs. Now, we don't know whether or not that will continue. Maybe the 20-period moving average will be bona fide support. Find out tomorrow. First time, best time. They came into it today and they stopped short. First order of business when you get to resistance or support is they stop going in the direction they're going. The second phase or order of business is they either go sideways for a while or bounce back in the other direction regardless of whether it's short or long taking the long view the bigger picture remember we have a breakdown box and with the breakdown box it's overhead resistance they poked their head up to a new high and they were rejected not rejected as in collapse rejected just rejected so far from continuing to make new highs but when you look at this from another perspective and objectively be the umpire calling balls and strikes, is there anything wrong while the market's up in this upper range? Can't they just be making a bullish, flaggish, eating time off the clock type of situation? Nothing really changes from the bull case until they break that chain. How do they break that chain? They start coming down below this trend line, below here into the 20 period moving average. Things begin to change. Then it becomes a rejection. Right now, it's just eating time off the clock. Have I told you how much I appreciate each and every one of you? Without you, these videos are not possible. That is true and accurate information. We're pulling the ripcord here today. I'm David Frost, my strategic forecast. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis.